one sat alone beside the highway begging his eyes were blind the light he could not see he clutched his old rags and shivered in the shadows then jesus came and bade his darkness flee it's time to open the word once again with evangelist lester roloff on the family altar program for all is changed when jesus comes to stay ephesians chapter 2 i want to ask a question before i start preaching and and you can be kind of uh, weighing this question just two questions i want to ask and i believe this will just about solve or at least get us started number one have you ever really been born again I mean, could you claim by the way you live and act and speak and think and talk and, and uh, everything, could you prove to the world that you've been born again and that you're a new creature in Christ Jesus? Could you really? You see, we got a bunch of people that's just religious but not righteous. And don't you know, honey, child, I don't pay your religion no attention if it doesn't make you live different. I mean, if it doesn't make you act right, talk right, smell right, and walk right, why well, it don't make no difference. I mean, I don't believe you got anything. Do you know that? I picked up a man one day going down through the country, and man, he's riding along with me. He found out I was a Christian. He was a Christian, and he got to testifying and magnifying the Lord, and he said, let me tell you something. He said, I mean, tell you. He said, if, if, if you don't see nothing, and you don't feel nothing, and you don't, and you don't act nothing, and you don't live nothing, you ain't got nothing. And that's it. I mean, that'd have to be it, see? You just don't have anything at all. And I believe this dear man was right about it. Now, the question I'm asking tonight is this. Are you really born again? Would your life fit into that spiritual mold that makes a man completely different? And you, there's a different glow, and, uh, and there's an in-loveness, huh? And there's a going steadiness, and there's a new desire, and uh, there's a new countenance, you see? Oh, listen, the beauty of the Lord. Now, have you been born again? Do you know I don't ever expect an unborn sinner to live like a born-again sinner? But I do expect a born-again sinner to live different from one that had never been born again. Because I'm going to give you the picture of a man that's not saved, and then I'm going to give you a picture of a man that's saved. Now, we'll look at both of them tonight, see? And you know, I, I tell you what, I've been wanting to preach a sermon on the two old dogs. Yes, sir, the two dogs, you know. You know what colors they are? Anybody know what color these dogs are? It's two dogs. Uh, one of them's an old black dog. He's old teeth, you know. Boy, he's a growling dog. I mean, he's a mean dog. Boy, that old black dog, I'm telling you, look out. Man, he'll chew the calf of your leg off. I mean, he, he's a mean one, see? And, he, and, and he's all scarred and beaten and man and scratched. And, and he just doesn't. I don't like that dog at all. Man, I'm telling you, that's just not the dog I want in my dog kennel. But wait a minute. There's another dog over there. That's a white dog. Boy, a pretty dog. Mmm, great, big old beautiful white dog, and he's got a smile on his face, and he looks at me, and he looks like he's trying to tell me that he loves me, you know. And we get along, and I mean, if I want to walk up and fellowship with him, he'd pick up that old paw and said, put her there, brother. <laughs> and I'd say, okay. And I, that white dog, I like that white dog. Now, I tell you what, I did find out, though, that every time that old black dog would get a chance, oh, he hated that white dog. And that white dog didn't get along with that black dog. I mean, the white dog didn't even run with the black dog. And I, now, just everybody out in, in radio land and everywhere else, don't you think there's anything to do with the race problem at all? Yeah. It really doesn't. I'm not talking about white folks and colored folks. I'm talking about two old dogs. I'm talking about two old dogs. 
And uh, because when Jesus came into my heart and he gave me enough love to go around, I don't have any race problem at all except that race I'm running. <laughs> you know, he said, let us run with patience. The race that's set. And I mean, that's the only race I've ever had in trouble with right there. And the Lord gives me grace to run that race. And I love all the races, uh, but I'm concerned. And if I run the spiritual race, I'll have no race problem. And you won't either. You really won't. I don't have any hatred in my heart. Now I'm coming to Scripture. Now y'all stay with me. See, I've been praying for the Lord to do something tonight and just give us all a good, sweet victory. Everybody. And get everybody's heart fixed. Mine too. And if the Lord knows whether there's something wrong in here or not. And if it is, I want him to get his nice, nail-scarred hand down and then just jerk it out. I want it to come out. I just don't want to wind up tonight all out of kelter. You know, I, I just, because I'm happy when I'm right with Jesus and walking with Jesus and talking with Jesus. Happy days. I can just carry the biggest load and the burdens can fall all on top of me and I just kind of have to get on my knees to carry them, but I'm still happy if I'm right with the Lord. There's only one thing that ever bothers Brother Olaf, and that's sin. Not your sins, my sin. David said, against thee and thee only, if I've done this evil and committed this sin, he said, I've, I've done this thing. It's under blame, see. And you know, you never get the victory till you confess what you've done. But now, here's the two dogs. One of them's a white dog. What's the other color? Black, okay. Now then, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's make one of them uh, uh, a Christian and the other one a sinner. Now, which one do you think ought to be the Christian? All right. Now, remember, we're not dealing with any race problem at all. I don't want anybody to say, well, Brother Lord, no, sir. We're talking about these two old dogs here. Now, the white dog, we let him be the Christian dog. The old black dog, that's the old devil's dog. There he is. Oh, brother. He's a mean one. He really is. That's the old devil dog. He's full of the devil and sin. And, and then this white dog. But anyhow, there they are. Now then, uh, since that white dog's a Christian dog, and both of them are, you know, my dogs, See, and, and really, to tell the truth, both of those dogs living in me. I, I got both of them dogs living. I mean, I'm the dog kennel, really, in a way. <laughs> I really am. They both live in me, see? Now, can you imagine it, me being a dog pen? There's, sir, you heard of people getting in a dog pen? Well, I am the dog pen. I mean, that's where the two dogs live. Now, wait a minute, boys. I got to figure out, I want that white dog to win. And I said, now, I'm going to call him, I'm going to call him Shep. Huh? I'm going to call him Shep. That's old Shepherd. I mean, that's old Shep. Oh, I like that. He's Shep, you know. And then I'm going to call this other, I believe I'll call him Smutty Face. Huh? I'll call him, you know, Smutty Face. I'll just call old Smutty Face. And so, boy, there they are. And I can tell right now they don't like one another worth nothing. Boy, I'm telling you the truth. Man, and of course, old Shep is good-natured, but the other, he's not good-natured. He'll bite anything come by. I mean, he'll tear him up, see. Man, his old, had you ever seen him looking, gristling up, you know, old hair stick up, you know. Arr. Man, he's a mean dog. He's a mean dog. Now, remember, I've got to figure out, and I want this uh, old chef, I want old chef to win. I really do. I want old chef. That's such a beautiful dog. So good-natured. Little children can come along, and they can just ride him, you know. And he'll just turn around and look at him and smile. And, and uh, I, I, one of my friends come up, you know, he just reaches out and licks him, you know, right there on the jaw or something. You know, he's just a kind. He doesn't, well, he never bites anybody. Now, that's the white dog. All right. Now, I've got something I want to give you. I'm going to tell you how to, how to fix it where the white dog will win. Listen, the one that you feed, the best is going to win. Now, I'll tell you what we've got to do, boys. We've got to starve that old black dog dead. Now, that, I know the humane society may not like it, but the dog I'm talking about, we've got to do it. We've got to get rid of that, that old black dog. I mean, I'm going to starve that booger till his old ribs will stick out like quilting frames, huh? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to make him beg for bread. I'll guarantee you I'll make him howl all night. I mean, I'm just not going to feed that booger, huh? But i tell you one thing. I'm going to really feed that white dog. I'm going to feed old Shep. I'm going to tell old Shep, I say, now just wait a minute, I got something good for you. See, 
I'm just going to feed some poison scrap to old smutty face. But I've really got something for you. I mean, I got, I got some real stuff for you. I really have, and I'll feed that. And so you know what? When I feed this big white dog, boy, he has a beautiful coat, looks so good. You know, Christians all have nice coats. You know that? They all have a nice appearance. Yes, sir. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And we ought to have the very countenance of the Lord. You know that? I tell you, I, I believe beauty uh, goes right on down. Yes, sir. And so, boys, I, if you feed the white dog. Now, wait a minute. What are you going to feed him? But it's just one thing that, that he'll eat. I mean, it'll really make it. And that's the word of God. I just feed him the word of God. I feed that white dog the word of God. Well, of course, old smutty face, he don't want the word of God. No, no. You know what he does? He wants television. Boy, he wants to watch Hollywood. And, you know, he, he likes a bunch of old, he likes the devil's gravy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he likes a bunch of old grease, you know, see. Man, he likes to go to hog pen. I mean, he likes dirt and filth, and that's that old black dog. Now, if I feed him, though, if I really feed that old black dog, See, when I'm feeding the black dog, the white dog's starving. If I'm feeding the white dog, the old black dog going hungry. Praise the Lord, let him starve. I'll tell you, I've been working on him a long time. Rascal hadn't died yet. Man, he can fast longer than any dog I ever saw. <laughs> he really can. And, uh, but I tell you what, boys, you know, because I've been having it a long time, but it looks to me like somebody's been feeding the black dog around here. I mean, really, I mean, it's just, that old book has been giving us a fed. Did you know it? And I got to, I got to help old Shep out tonight. I mean, I want to feed Shep. And I tell you, I, I just don't want Shep. Now, I came down here and, and uh, looked like uh, somebody. Because, you know, I know you. I know Shep's had some good feed. But sometimes, uh, you know, the old, uh, old black dog, he'll, he'll turn over the bowl. See, poor Shep gets to eat. <laughs> and he'll starve him down so he can whip him. Now, I want you to get your Bible. And we're going to see what the Bible says. We're going to see what the Bible says right here. In the book of Ephesians, we'll start reading at chapter 2. And you, hath he quickened. Who were quick, who were dead, dead. That's right. That's the way lost person. And now, are you dead? Do you have any appetite? Now, if you're lost, you're dead. If you're dead, I can't expect you to get hungry. I never have been to a funeral home and, and a dead man raised up in the casket and said, could you bring me a beefsteak? All right. Are you hungry? Do you go days without the word of God and have no appetite for the things of Jesus, my prediction is you're sick or dead. You've got to be. And if you're dead, you've never been born again, you'll go to hell just quick as you die, just like that. Are you dead tonight? The Bible said lost people are dead. Dead. What are you dead at? Trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. All right, that's the second characteristic of a lost person. They drift downstream. Whatever the crowd says. Whatever the crowd says. Yes, sir, I'll just go with the crowd downstream. Did you know, have you ever noticed a dead fish? Have you ever seen a dead fish going upstream? Mm -mm. You, but you see, live fish go upstream. I've seen them. I used to have to the rains, you know, go out in the ditches, and there was a little sun person, goggle-eyed person, little catfish. Boy, you'd see them swimming up the stream, always going against the tide, going up the stream. But, boy, directly I'd see a little sun perch come down, laying over on his back, you know, a little old stomach sticking up. Man, he's heading downstream, dead as he could be. That's right, he's dead. Now, boys, I want to ask you something. Are you all going downstream or upstream? Are you going down or are you going up? That's what I want to know now. Just figure it out. i tell you what we need to figure out tonight, and that is who is it here that's uh, still dead? Notice what he said. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. What did he say? He said, you're disobedient. He 
just as sure as I'm a foot high. That's one of the marks of an unsaved person, disobedient. And so he said, uh, you notice, you're dead. You go according to the course of the world, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And so God's people are to be obedient people. You know what the Bible said? It's better to obey than it is to sacrifice. If my daddy told me, said, son, you go milk the cows, I said, I'm not going to do it. Well, he said, you'll do it if you live here. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't have thought about it. I couldn't have thought of it. And there was some real discipline. And I praise the Lord. He, I didn't want to be like that. I wanted to do like the other kids. But my daddy told me and taught me and disciplined me and thanked the Lord for disobedience. I want to ask you some questions, boys. Are you dead? Are you going downstream? Are you disobedient? Or are you obedient? Thank you for joining us today on the Family Altar Program with Lester Roloff.